The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during this or any broadcast belong solely to our guests or our hosts. These broadcasts do not represent or reflect the views of their employers, sponsors, or affiliated organizations. Welcome to the Flipboard EDU podcast with your host, William Jeffrey, where we collaborate, communicate, and educate with the greatest educators in the world on Flipboard. Let's start the show. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey. And in this episode, titled Five Star Technology, we welcome a special guest, Dr. Jason Roseberry, the CEO and president of Five Star Technology Solutions. With over 17 years of experience in educational technology, Dr. Roseberry and his team have been instrumental in helping schools effectively manage their technology, provide teacher professional development, and utilize data analytics, and to help schools to make better decisions based on data. Dr. Roseberry discussed the founding of Five Star Technology, their journey in bringing technology to schools, and the challenges and successes that they've experienced along the way. So don't miss this insightful conversation about how technology can transform education and support teachers in the classroom. So like we always do about this time, let's collaborate, communicate, and educate with the best educators in the world right here on the Flipboard EDU podcast. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey, and I have another amazing guest here today. I want to welcome Dr. Jason Roseberry to the show. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much. I'm really happy to be here. Excellent. Now, you told me I can call you Jason before we got started, right? Yeah. Otherwise, people will make fun of me. So, no, please don't set me up like that. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Okay, Jason, tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself. I actually am the CEO and president of Five Star Technology Solutions. We're a K-12 focused company. We've been around for 17 years, helping schools with lots of really important things like managing their technology, teacher professional development, data analytics, and helping them make actionable decisions based on data. We've basically just been that partner, you know, all along um, and, and really developed into whatever it is we needed to, to be to help schools out. As they, you know, they didn't necessarily have to be on the, on the bleeding edge. They could be on the cutting edge. We'd be the ones doing the bleeding out front, which we often did. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So let me start off. What did you start the company or were you brought on? No, I was brought in about, I guess, about five years after it had started. It was, it was actually started by someone I went to high school with. We didn't know each other very well. We knew of each other. He's actually younger than I am. And I went into, well, like I always, my favorite joke is like most ed tech CEOs, I started off as a musical theater major. So this was a very long path. It's a much longer story than we have time to tell right now. Gotcha. Uh, I, I, after September, I was in New York during September 11th. And after that time I, I came and that's when I launched into the world of education. And then I ended up actually as an administrator, assistant principal at a middle school. And, and we were one of the first schools in the state of Indiana to get devices, you know, go one-to-one -one with our students. And so I got the attention of Jim Benson, is our, is our owner. And he said, hey, you're doing great things there. We'd love to bring you in and see if we can't expand this, you know, to other schools across the state. And about the same time, the Indiana Department of Education, who I'd been working with as well, said, hey, we would love to have a partnership with you all. 
if you're getting, if Jason's coming to five star, then let's just work together. And so we sort of got to work hand in hand. We were the boots on the ground for the Indiana Department of Ed for, for several years. And there was a little bit of a break and now we're back uh, partnering with them once again. So it's, uh, we've had a major impact in the state of Indiana. And, and over the past few years, we've been taking that impact outside the state to, you know, trying to get involved with all the states uh, in the country. Excellent. Now, I love talking to people who are in education, who understand the struggle, but you also understand the struggle being an assistant principal. And you, we also got to talk about using technology before the pandemic. So your experience with working with teachers to get them up to speak, you said you got, you got boots on the ground and you guys started working and mm-hmm. building momentum. Uh, let's talk about the beginning of that journey. journey. Working yeah. with technology, how, how did you get the ones who were reluctant to get started? Well, I'm, I'm mostly just messed up a whole bunch <laughs> until I learned. <laughs> until I learned the right way to do it. My favorite mess up story was that I thought, you know, what I'm going to do is model how they should, they should be doing the learning. And, and back at the time, there's a program called My Big Campus. And I wanted, you know, we didn't know what asynchronous learning was. And so for their professional development, I went in and recorded a bunch of videos on here's how to use Google. Here's how to use My Big Campus. Here's how to use, you know, about 20 other things. Okay. And I said on our PD day, I said, instead of me standing up here, you're going to go in and you're just going to watch these videos I've made. I mean, I spent days making these videos and this is going to kind of model for you the kind of learning, you know, options that your students can now have. Well, we sat there the whole day and they kind of nodded and smiled. And, and I went to look at the end of the day at my, you know, I was on YouTube and there was like no views. <laughs> so they didn't just back here. <laughs> so that was, my, that was my first lesson in, I didn't know it at the time. It was my first lesson in transformational learning theory, you know, form of adult learning theory, which is you got to meet them where they are. Yeah. Uh, you can't just, you know, jump them 20 steps forward. So what I would say is it was uh, more about communication than I realized. It was more about managing the change process, which you need to do, whether it's technology or anything else, and finding the, the teachers that had the clout and getting them on your side. And then just one at a time, being there to have that hand on the back and coach. Speaking of coach, so much coaching as an administrator. I just lived in the hallways waiting for them to have issues so I could run in and be there to help keep their lessons on track so that they didn't get discouraged. And, and I feel like that's what made the biggest difference and allowed us to be successful was that level of support, which coincidentally is what we then uh, developed at Five Star because uh, we knew what worked and we brought together just superstars from all over the uh, other educators and leaders that had been working in one-to-one and, uh, and developed some systems that could be you know customized and scaled at the same time. But it's really based in that you have to support your teachers. You can't just let them flail. That, you know, buying a lot of schools, you know, write a big check and say, we did it. We're one to one, which yes. you, you and I both know that that is about step one of a of hundred. <laughs> but that's, that's why I remember my favorite thing I ever saw, I think, was when I walked into this, this middle school, the first one I was, was a, you know, first week as an administrator and saw this old technology sitting in this room, these giant screens. I have no idea what they even are at this point. It's some kind of video conferencing equipment from the 90s. And that, I said, what? what is all this stuff? It looks brand new, but it's also 20 years old. <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, we never figured out how to use that. Or we didn't have enough bandwidth, but they bought it for us. So we just had to keep it. Things like that, which are just, yeah. you know, make me kind of sick to my stomach. <laughs> it's most definitely. I totally understand that. And hold on one second. I didn't went, I didn't went off the screen. Hold on just a second. <laughs> You're fine. Let me, all right, good. I'm back. Yeah. All right, great. 
That is something I'm probably going to cut out. But anyway, I like that. I like that story. That's a great story. Hey, so after the pandemic, things have changed a little bit. Are teachers still in that same mode of, you know, just trying to get needing needing a coach to help them use technology in the classroom? Yeah, I think it's a really confusing time. I mean, the pandemic is is difficult, difficult and terrible as it was for for all of us and so much to endure was obviously professionally a very busy time for us. I mean, we we've never had more business because all of a sudden these schools that hadn't gone one to one were banging down our door saying, please, please help us get caught up as fast as we can. So what I would say is it was great because all of a sudden we didn't have to lead the horses, you know, the horses to water. <laughs> They're standing there going, please show me how to, how to drink this. But at the same time, what I would say is we lost some ability to know who was getting what and who has mastered what. There was so much we did just to get. And that was the best we can do. There's no criticism of anyone. We just right. had to get by no matter what happened. So I think the biggest problem right now is knowing what level your teachers are even at. Because right? you don't want to insult them in, in some ways because you know you have those high flyers out there. But there's, there's others. They just got by and now maybe a little bit shy or embarrassed to admit that they didn't maybe get all of the pieces that they needed. Right. And that's where I think the coaching is super important so that you have someone that could be, you know, a trusted partner. But more than that, you know, I'm going to go back to data and you're going to hear me to say data all the time because it's one of the first things we did during the one to one revolution that happened, which was we came in and did a, we called it an impact analysis where we were able to through surveys, teacher interviews, focus groups, all these different data points, we were able to show them, here's where you are and here's where we can recommend you you put your time and money for training so we don't try to do all the things. And, and, and not only looked at the skills, but looked at the teacher's dispositions because people really underestimate those dispositions and how they feel about it. So we could tell them, you need to train them on nothing. <laughs> the, next the next meeting you have, you need to only talk about the sense of urgency and why you're doing it. Because you're not, they're not going to listen. They're going to be, you know, Jason's teachers sitting there pretending they're watching YouTube videos. And so yeah. things like that, where we feel like we're able to really start helping them get back on track. But I will tell you the year after, after the pandemic, no one wanted PD. I mean, PD was, a, was a, was a dirty word. And yeah. In some ways it still is. They're like, we've had too much. Please don't even talk to us. Don't even look right. at us. So I, I feel like it's starting to come back. I think AI is definitely getting people's interest again because it's something that's different enough that they're, yes. you know, they're starting to pay attention to and it's having such a change. What's one of those things like the one-to-ones, like when the cell phone starts sneaking into the classrooms that you're like, you think you can ignore it until you just can't anymore. So I think that's, that's where we're headed. You're not joking about that. So you mentioned AI and AI is the newest component in y'all have any training or can y'all help teachers with that in the classroom? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there's, we have, you know, online trainings and, and we have in-person trainings as well as we have something called the five-star learning lab where we, it's like has little micro credentialing and micro lessons where we go in and, and share information on this. But the biggest thing is, is painting that model of possibility for these teachers first off. And I'll admit it's when, when AI, when ChatGPT just launched onto the scene, which feels like five minutes ago, mm -hmm. I was, I felt old. <laughs> For the first time, I'm used to being the person who was out in front with all the tech, tech, you know, with all the technology and knowing what was happening. And, and I even for a very long time just was very confused and really set back and, and I wasn't sure how to proceed. And I kept reading and reading and asking people. And, and it wasn't until I went on a college visit with uh, one of my sons and I actually took the time to ask their professor because this is about the time ChatGPT had launched. And I say, 
So what's your policy going to be on on AI and ChatGPT and Google Bard? And and they said, and I expected it was going to be, this is absolutely not allowed. And, you know, keep it, you know, this is a violation. And what he said was, we're studying it. We don't really want to say anything yet official, but we feel like this is going to be just like the calculator once it's all said and done, where it's going to be a tool that's going to make them better. We fully expect that colleagues will struggle for a very long time, but eventually this, this will just become part of how we, how we learn and how we do our work. And I thought that was a fantastic, fantastic answer. And it really put me over the, you know, the tipping point into to understanding it. And since then, I mean, there's some products that have come out, such as Conmigo. I don't know if, you, if you've had a chance to see Conmigo. Mm, uh, what is Conmigo? I don't know about Conmigo. Tell me what that is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in the, built into Khan Academy which is already a fantastic program. And we've, we've certainly, you know, recommended that program for, you know, it's a free program over the years and, and encourage lots of schools to use it. But it's, it's a great example. I won't say it's the only one that's doing this, but it's the one that I've looked at and I don't work for Khan. So I just want to say that as well. Yeah, yeah. But it, it basically is a vision for what personalized learning can look like. It, it, it is a coach for the students, right? So when you go in to write your essay or whatever prompt or anything you're going to be doing, it's, you know, I have a, a son who's on the autism spectrum and he has some executive functioning difficulties. He has trouble staying on track. Well, what this does is it, it started to, sh- to paint that vision for how it can help these kids where right now we completely rely on humans. We have to get more and more assistance and, and some of these kids need one-on-one attention. Well, what this is able to do is help keep them on track, help keep them organized. When they're writing, it will throw out things they need to consider. You know, if there's an error and it it can say, maybe you should try rewriting the sentence or maybe you should think. And I was just blown away at the vision for it. And it didn't scare me. There's some technology like, you know, with the goggles and we're in a room and I'm flying and that kind of stuff. I'm like, we need to burn this to the ground right now. (laughs) Okay. I don't want to come off as too hip hip to technology because I could see myself getting lost in that. But this, when I think of kids who, who need more help, and in, I think of the schools who don't have the funding to provide the help that all the kids need, then it starts to make sense. So really, I think the future of AI and education is going to revolve around personalized learning and supporting students in much more economically friendly ways that, that schools can, can actually afford. You know what? That makes so much sense. And I'm glad you framed that for me because I was kind of getting lost in the AI. I thought it was just me. I thought maybe I was aging out too. I considered myself to be on the cutting edge of technology, but with now with the chat GTP being able to talk to you and, and then see pictures and circle things and all that, I was like, oh, no, 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 this is a little too much for me. Have you used it though? Have you used it for yes. something you were trying to do? Yes, I did. Yeah. I yeah. have. Well, I, liked, I know I, I just have done it a few times. I was encouraged, you know, by, by actually Billy Bass, our, our director of marketing. And, and he's like, you need to try it for a blog. Well, here's what I would say is at first that made me. As a, a former uh, language arts teacher, I, I was like, oh, gosh, I, I don't know that I would recognize this as, uh, as, you know, as something that was, was wrong. I, I don't know if I would have noticed it. But what I did is I used it for small things like a letter to, to clients or an email to, for marketing or something like that. And what I found was I, I basically rewrote the entire thing. I mean, there was nothing of the original there, but it provided that outline for me, right? That format that made it, I mean, it was, you know, 10 times faster than I try to start from scratch with a blank page. And so that was, that was another encouraging thing. And and even with my, my sons, I have two that are in college. I've encouraged them for their essays 
you know, in the one I'm like, hey, your professor said it was okay. And they're both like, are you kidding me? I'll get kicked out. I'll get kicked out of college if I, if I do that. But, and, I, and I certainly understand that. But, but that definitely painted a vision for me on how this is going to benefit all of us and help us get things done faster. Yeah. Doc, it sounds like you raised honest children. That's a good, that's a. That's too honest. Yeah. Yeah. They're too honest. They're too good. I don't know. Yeah. We got too good. We, we overcorrected a bit. (laughs) Yeah. So what advice would you give to somebody who's apprehensive to, let's say I've resisted all this time and, you know, what, what is, what can you do to encourage me to to incorporate technology or maybe to reach out to a uh, five-star for help. Maybe I'm a principal and I don't, I still don't see the, the need for it. What, what do you think is the best way to convince me? No, that's a, that's a great, that's a great question. And, 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 and no one school as we've seen is coming at it from the same place, right? Cause there's some schools and the reason they haven't launched into it is because their technology is not dependable. And so they're scared to death. They're going to fall on their face. And for that person, what I would say is, you should call, you know, get in touch with a managed services provider like Five Star, and you should get someone to come in, an expert, and give you some advice on your on your network. For example, is it is it strong enough? Right? Is it going to be able to grow as you add those devices? You know, it's not as scary as people think. And what we do is is help them be able to know this is what you're going to need year one. Now by year five, you're going to need this, right? You can really start to budget for those things. But then also, you know, like cybersecurity to make sure we're not going to get in there and, and have data breaches and, and ransomware uh, attacks and things, because this is going to be the first, first thing for a superintendent or a principal, whoever, whoever takes them there, that if they fall on their face, then it's going to, it's going to short circuit it for years and years to come. So I'm not a big fan of, let's just jump in and see what happens. I, I'm not a big fan because I've seen too many leaders lose their jobs, frankly, because they didn't think it through. So that's one disposition would be our technology isn't there and we're not ready to jump in. I would say you're smart not to have jumped in, get that technology straight, be sure before you take that next step. Some other folks, you know, it might be in place, but they, they don't have a vision for how it could look or they don't know exactly who the superstars are in their district because they don't have the experience to identify them. And that's where something like I talked about our impact analysis, that we still do that to, to this day. We even go into things like STEM and, and uh, computer science, and there's all kinds of things that, that we go in and look at to identify the strengths in your school district, to find out where, who are those people that you could invest in to help launch, launch those programs. And also you don't have to hire in all your PD, right? Our favorite thing to do is to come in and find the, find the superstars and help build them up. And then we eventually work ourselves out of a job. And and that's the kind of partners that the school districts want to have. That is exactly the kind of partners that we want to have somebody who will build skill. And well, something that I'm noticing too, on your professional development that you guys help with, K-12 grant assistance. Can you talk a yeah. little bit about that? Absolutely. We, we started off in the state of Indiana uh, because there's, we have a, a, a lot of people bash their Department of Ed. Our Department of Ed, when it comes to supporting technology, has been fantastic for a very long time. Um, and they've, they've put a lot of money towards, towards grants. So what we're able to do is, through our relationships with school districts, is go in and just give them advice uh, on, um, what they, what, what aspects of the grant would be more likely to be successful for them that would really matter. We, we've seen, and, and everyone sees this, and I'm not trying to uh, talk negatively about any, any other competitors of any sort. A lot of this grant money ends up going to waste yeah. in, in a lot of school districts because they don't have a good plan. And like we said, it ends up just being for stuff that isn't implemented. And so what we come at it with is the full story, the, f- the full 
uh, change theory <laughs> to help them be successful from beginning to end from, you know, getting all the right people in their, their cadre of leaders, making sure everyone has representation and then making a very clear plan that, that with, you know, deliverables that even the community can see that it's successful. And then at the end to have a clear finish line. So it's, it's really us just kind of coaching them and helping them lay it out. They still do the writing on these things, but we're there to advise sort of like Conmigo, I guess you would say, hopefully that they don't try to replace us with our, with our grant writing. But for now we've got decades of experience doing this. We're very, very good at it. We have a very high success rate when it comes to advising schools. And surprisingly, we don't always recommend our own things. We're not greatest. We're not great at everything, but there's many things that we, we are the best. If there's any areas where that they, that he need, we, we do know, I have a very, you know, we're in contact with lots and lots of groups and companies in this, in this uh, area, this industry that we can recommend as well. Gotcha. So you said that you guys are expanding out of Indiana. Where are you currently trying to get a foothold in? What states? Yeah, we've, we've been outside of Indiana in some ways, as you've seen, you know, we have, we're, we do a lot uh, for a single company, but that's, that's kind of what we, what we wanted to be was that single point of um, support for all these school districts. So we have a data warehouse software and a uh, evaluation software that has actually been in about 25 states for, for over a decade. And so in some ways we've already been out in those states, we became a Google partner about six or seven years ago. And so we've gone to about every state in the country already doing professional development uh, for Google. And we've developed out some programs for them, such as the, some STEM training the trainer programs, computer science uh, training the trainer, that CS first uh, curriculum. And so what we're doing is it, it's been a lot of like pockets of, of but now we're really uh, looking to go, you know, we have a big, big army of folks here in Indiana we also have some employees in Illinois and, and, well, and some software development team that are everywhere. But well, right now we're looking strongly at Illinois and seeing that there's, they feel like Indiana a few years, they feel like just a few years you know, behind where Indiana was. And so I feel like they're going to need that support right now. And so we're really excited to see what we can do to help them out. Gotcha. And I need to double check, but I also want to invite you to the great state of Texas. That's where I'm housed. And I know there are a bunch of rural school districts who could definitely use your services and some superintendents yeah. who are trying to just get caught back up and their students and teachers in need. So you guys are welcome. Come on out and get some bark wall and do some training. That sounds amazing. We, we've actually done a lot of work in Texas, mostly on the data analytics side. That's something we haven't actually even talked about, but we go in and we have a super powerful data engine that can look at student assessment, basically any data point and bring it together it's for a custom data dashboards for schools based on what they would might want to might want to see you know from us we have a chromebook engagement dashboard we have an nwa dashboard basically any state assessment we got a dashboard for it and then we also work with them to unpack it right because so many schools are data rich and action poor <laughs> yes. because there's too much data so we're able to advise them and curate in a way that you know that actually makes sense and so we've done some work in, in Texas on that. And actually Google sent us there for some PD, but hey, you just point the way coach and, and we'll be there. The first place I want to point you to, and we have a, but I have some friends who are principals at rural school districts. And when this goes live, I'm, I'm definitely going to tag them because this is something that we've talked about in our little big group about what are some, some steps. And I, especially if you guys can build personalized dashboards with data points so right. that it can make the job for the administrator a whole lot easier to get that data and make it actionable. Man, I'm trying to tell you that. 
that right there is, is a key thing. Yeah, I won't even try to describe it, but we're going to talk about Command Central. I'm going to send you a link to Command Central so you can take a look. It's exactly what you think it is. But yeah, it's oh, a one-spot shop for all your data. So yeah, it's, it's pretty oh, amazing stuff. Oh, my God. Hey, oh, my God. Well, okay, well, that's great. All right, so, Doc, where can our listening audience find you at or your company, Five Star? Best, best place is fivestartech.com. Our website. We're also on Facebook, and and I believe we're on Instagram. I think we're on all the things. I I gave up on everything after Facebook. I said that's too much, too much thing. But we're about anywhere that you would expect uh, expect to find us. You also, you know, we also attend uh, most of the major conferences around the around the country, big conferences and things. Um, but yeah, we're 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 everywhere, and need to be more places too. So if yeah. if, if people have events and things that they like to uh, have some of our folks come out and participate in, we would be love it if they could reach out. We love sharing our excellent, excellent. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show and talk with us. And hopefully you'll come back and give us some more. We can just do, we probably need to do that data analytics one and evaluation. Like we really need to show that because I'm trying to tell you like that right there is yeah. go. Awesome. Well, you just name you name the day and time and we will be there. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Appreciate it. Flipboard fam, thanks for sticking with us on this episode. I want to give a special thanks to Dr. Jason Roseberry for joining us and helping us to really get in depth with five-star technology on this podcast. If you guys are not using them in your school district, I really suggest that you pick up the phone and give them a call. It's a great plan that they have for helping teachers and helping school districts. That's a one-stop shop. You can't beat it. Um, I learned some truly valuable insights listening to Dr. Roseberry talk. I also want to give a shout out to Aileen Laylor and Crystal Vanderboom for the edits on the Flipboard Educators blog. Their contributions helped us create informative and engaging content for all educators. So thank you all for that. Remember to check out our Flipboard for Educators blog with educational insights and resources. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for future episodes on this innovative educational practices that we bring to you. So thank you for listening. And until next time, family, remember that every story has a plus on Flipboard. Flipboard.